This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. I'm your host, John Leary, and I'm about to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper. But don't worry, you don't need to answer them. That job belongs to my guests. This week, those guests are two performers from the return season of The Razor Gang Wars, which is an immersive theatre experience staged in the 200-year-old crypt beneath the St James Church in Sydney. The true crime play is set during the 1920s when crime queens Tilly Devine and Kate Lee ruled the underworld. Welcome to the show, Deirdre Campbell and Chris Miller. G'day, John. Hi, John. Hi, you two. Thanks so much for coming on and doing the quiz. Oh, thanks for having me. Just be gentle. Yeah, I will be, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about the Razor Gang Wars. Well, seeing I'm I'm playing that beautiful, beautiful woman, Kate Lee. Yes. I don't know. Many people would probably have grown up with the history of um, Sydney's underworld. And if they didn't, if their mums and dads didn't tell them the stories in their or they probably watched Razor Gang Wars on TV on Underbelly. Yes, you perform it in the crypt of St James Church. Well, I'll let Chris go into that one because he's been in a few more than I have. But oh, okay. The ambience of the crypt just lends to the whole stories of um, of crime that's going forward in there, and it just gives a little bit more. Audience feedback and all the Vox Pops. I know I said I was going to let you talk, Chris, but you know. All the Vox Pops, they're just sort of saying, oh, it's just the perfect place to have these sort of plays being performed because it's an extra air of solemnity and spookiness, for want of a better word. Yeah, amazing. Just got this. One, the gothic vibe. You can can feel it. You can feel it in the walls. And I love, I Mm. always say this about sandstone, being a porous material, I love the idea that it doesn't just soak up Moisture, it soaks up the energies of the people that have gone through there. Amazing. Yeah. And in one show last year, I actually, because there's all these, there's some side, there's side rooms and alcoves and, you know, it's a bit pokey. And in one room, I actually hide before my next, um, my next uh, scene. And in there is these boxes with plaques on them. And they're all the ashes of, like, all these people I've never heard of, but there's some people of history in there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it is a, it's a serious, it's a serious place, you know, like you, you, when you arrive to the show, you're met by our guide, Kyla, and she just has that, you know, the old school tales from the crypt kind of vibe, you know, she welcomes you in, welcome to the crypt. And, um, She'll give a bit of a preamble, and then before you know it, bang, the characters come in. And um, yeah. next thing you know, the crypt doors open and you're led through the crypt 
It's all slate floors. It's really, uh, you know, really low ceilings. It's usually 30 people at a time. We've had up to 52 mm-hmm. and that gets pretty, pretty tight. But, you know, yeah, you're, sure. you're literally underneath my armpit. You can smell the actors. It's got a visceral experience. Oh, it sure does. And uh, all yeah. all true people of history, you know, this time around the, the Razor Wars, as you know, Deirdre as, um, as Kate Lee. We've got uh, Lucy Hadfield as um, Tilly Devine. And they just do a sens- sensational job, you know. Like it's almost, it's, it's still theatrical, but it's almost got that cinematic feeling. Yeah, and yeah. You're a fly on the wall, but you're so close. It's all, it, 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 there's a, I wouldn't say claustrophobic, but it's definitely got that that essence of of uh, of closeness. Amazing, yeah. And it's so different to normal immersive theatre, where you're still sitting in that one area. This one, we sort of go the length of the crypt, mm. as you tell, uh-huh. or in the different parts. So again, you're drawing the audience into the story with you. Amazing. Makes it another point of difference, which is totally. something I've never come across before with an immersive theatre production. So it's mm. fantastic. And Razor Gang Wars is on from the 31st of October to the 16th of September. And then there's a second show, mm. Juanita Nielsen, The Final Days, which runs from the 28th of September to the 14th of October. That's, That's right. right. And with Razor Gang, Excellent. it's season two because we had a sellout last year with Juanita. You get the chance to see it for the very, very first time. Brilliant. That's right. Now, on this podcast, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Oh, I love all types of trivia. I do like uh, yeah. the universe and uh, and quantum physics and that kind of stuff and, and the expanse of the universe and what is infinite. Yeah. yeah. Is there a particular thing, though, that you are rather than a uh, subject, is there, is there a particular item of trivia that, that tickles your fancy? Oh mate, that's a good question. You'd have to you'd have just have to throw them at me, and I'll go. Yeah, I dig that. I just I just love I just love uh, facts and details, and um, and it, it doesn't really matter what area it's in. It's like, oh wow, I didn't know that. So yeah, it's like sure. I don't know I like it until I hear it, and I go, yeah, wow, that's cool. All right, well maybe we'll find one for you. Yeah, please uh, during the quiz. <laughs> uh, what about you, Deirdre? Is there something that you always? Well, remember always, or recall? Well, I've always been into all the the trivia stuff, and you know, um, with the literature and uh, and the the film and everything is probably from my background. Um, and then I go back into my school knowledge of your, your geographies and your. I don't know about quantum physics. I, you know, I know a wee bit about <laughs> the Big Bang. So don't don't throw me out there, Sheldon. Um, but <laughs> you know, we 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 can try. Um, a bit like Chris, though, because I am getting on a little bit, I just want to soak up like a sponge and, and try and know more and more and more. So if mm. I've heard it yet, it's going to go into my little arsenal of, oh, do you know my little dinner party conversation that something I just learnt the other day on a trip? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just I just figured one, 90s grunge music. That would be my oh, yeah? trivia thing. Yeah. Okay, well, that might lead us into our first question quite cool. well, actually. <laughs> Excellent. All yours. Here we go. Question number one. The Big Day Out Music Festival debuted in 1992. In which year was it last held? Ooh. Now, this is a multiple choice. Do you need the multiple choice? Uh, I was there. You were at the final one? Yep. Saw uh, Pearl Jam play Mud Honey. Yes. 
Walked past Snoop yeah. Dogg and then went to Major Laser. It was absolutely off the chain. Major Laser. Yeah, yeah, that was goodness. huge. That was like Can- yeah. Cancun spring break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely yeah. correct. The, the final big day, big day Out was headlined by Pearl Jam. Mm. Arcade Fire. Yeah, they were sick as well. Yeah. 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 They were also headlining. And do you remember who pulled out uh, with only about eight weeks before the festival? Um, no, I don't. But I, the only reason I was there was because one mate um, had tickets and one guy pulled out. So that my mate's mate. Oh, wow. My mate's mate pulled that's out. That's why you were. You're right. <laughs> Who, no, that's a good. That's a really good question. Who was it? That was Blur. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so Blur had been promising or they'd been trying to get Blur to the festival for years mm. and years and years and then they finally had them on the hook for what ended up being the, the final one, uh, but they pulled out wow. just with about two months' notice. But you haven't told me what year that was well, yet. I think it's, it's either going gonna, gonna to be 2015. Is that your guess? Oh, it's either 2015 or 2016 because I got back from Hayman Island as the event operations manager in 2014, went straight to the gig. Oh, it's a multiple choice though, isn't it? So what, what It are, is a multiple choice. <laughs> what it are probably the choices? 14, and, and, 15 and 16, Chris. Well, it was one of those. Well, you are correct. It was one of those because the multiple choices are 2010, no. 2014 mm. or 2018. Ooh. Oh, then I'm I'm going to lock in. 2014. You're going to be 100% correct with Woo! 2014. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Can you tell me, now you told me that the headline act of the closing one was uh, Pearl Jam and Arcade Fire. Mm. Do you happen to know what the the headline act of the very first Big Day Out was in 1992? Oh, it's going, oh. oh, okay. It'd have to be either be Nirvana Rage Against the Machine, Nine Inch Nails, uh, maybe Soundgarden. You, you're very good. You you kind of know your stuff. What, what you're about, in, yeah. a, in actual fact, Nirvana was second on the ticket. Ooh. Because it was right at their kind of, uh, I guess, the start of their world dominance. Mm. But the band that was number one on the Big Day Out ticket oh. and and – that it was the whole big day out was actually built around because they were touring to Australia. Mm. It was the Violent Femmes. Oh wow! Did you know that, Deirdre? I knew it was Fem, but I couldn't get the. Uh, I, I yeah. Sorry, Deirdre, I jumped in. No, too no, much. no. I, I was only going Fem, Fem. I had. I was hoping you'd come in with Violent. Oh. But anyway, yeah. yeah. There you go, Violent Femmes. Yeah. Wow. wow. And there, there is only one band that played the first and last Big Days Out, mm. and that is a Melbourne punk band, Cosmic Psychos. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, question number two. Very well done. Question number two. Dovetail, butt, and tongue and groove are all types of what? Architecture. You want to go, Deirdre? I know the answer. Well, I'm saying architecture, columns. Well, not quite architecture, but a related... They're uh, joints in woodworking. Joints, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah my exactly. uncle, Uncle, he actually just passed of, of uh, he lost his battle with bone cancer a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, no. Oh, mate. He, oh, he was all right. He was like, I've had a gut full, mate. I'm out of here. But um, <laughs> he was a jack of all and uh, he was a master woodworker. 
Wow. Oh, he, his um, uh, ethos was strive for perfection, settle for brilliance. So I've always taken that on. Lovely. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, Leon. All right. Question number three. Which world leader this month announced that he and his wife, Sophie Gregoire, were separating? Think Canada, Chris. Yeah, you know this one. Yeah, no, you go you go, Deirdre. We know which we know which fella this is. Mr. Trudeau. Junior, <laughs> of course, not the original. Yeah. Yes, not the not the first uh Prime Minister of uh, uh well, not the first Prime Minister of Canada, but the first Trudeau Prime Minister of, of Canada. Yeah. Uh with what, his yeah, what's his first name? Justin. Very well done. With his questionable uh oh. dress up party attire. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> Do you know anything about her? No. I don't, I'm afraid. She was, let me tell you, um, they actually met when they were growing up uh, in Montreal. She was a good friend of his younger brother, I think. But they didn't start dating until much later when she was an entertainment reporter. Oh. And yeah, right. uh, together they co-hosted a charity ball. Yeah, right. And, and um why, why are they getting divorced? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who who made the call? Well, again, it's not something that I that I'm uh, privy to. Mm. They were married in 2005. They have three children, and he's been the prime minister of I mean, a North American country. I, I reckon that's that's probably enough. Yeah, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. A typical honeybee hive comprises three kinds of adult bees. Name them. Mm. Deirdre? All right. Okay. Well, we, we go with our drones. We go with our queen. And the only other one I'm going to go with, and it's a total actually fabrication, mm. as you know, uh, like the nurse bees. Oh, not. Work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're there, Chris. Workers. 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 Yeah. That's what I said when I said drones. So it's drones, workers, and queen bee. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, is that right? There you go. Wow, drones. I thought. See, I thought drones and workers were one and the same. Yes, Thank I did. For, I, yeah, I learned so something. I. I always thought that's why <laughs> so I cool. went and started making up a third category. I loved it. <laughs> Little nursemaid looking after the babies. Yeah, I was watching a documentary on on bee removal, beehive removal. Oh yeah. Um, last night and there's this one uh, particular Last gallery. night. Yeah, oh yeah man. <laughs> I, I just research if I'm not working on audio books and whatnot, I'm bloody research rabbit holing. Um but the, yeah this this woman what she does, she meticulously finds the queen and then she moves that first and then oh, all the yeah. other bees come oh, with that. it. So that's her okay. technique. Yeah. And she does it without a suit. Amazing. With it. Oh, unbelievable. Drones are male honeybees, ah. while worker bees are female honeybees. Should have known. Yeah. Should have known. So the females <laughs> do all the work. That's the, right. As in all things. <laughs> As in all things. <laughs> so the worker bees, the female worker bees, do almost every mm. job inside a hive. So they build the hive, they go and collect the uh, pollen, they keep the hive clean, et cetera, et cetera, and the drones are there for mating. They're just there to service the queen. Oh, beaut. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow. You could start a start a website called Only Bees. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's that typical. The women do all the work and the men just lay back for the pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question number five. The host city of the Summer Olympics began with the same letter for four consecutive games. Mm. What is that letter? And there's a bonus point for naming the cities. I mean, it's Summer probably games. easier if you work out the names of the cities and then um, that will give you the letter that they all start with. What Can you give us a year range that that was in? Oh, I mean, I can, but you can oh, probably, right. you know. You can probably work it out. Summer games, summer games. So the Olympics. What are what are some uh, notable? Well, I'm uh, thinking. Oli- my my initial reaction is T. Okay. What uh, what's what cities? Uh, well, start Tokyo with tea? came to mind. Did Tokyo have the, Tokyo had the games? Oh sure, Tokyo had the games. Nineteen sixty. Uh, they did oh. have the games in nineteen sixty. They also had the games the, just yeah. last Three. the last time. Yep, that's mm. Mm, that's yeah, that's right. That's why I jumped in my. Otherwise, it's S for Sydney. Help me out here, Deidre. I'm just trying to think. Um, you've got Melbourne, Montreal. Sorry, I'm, I'm, let me get the question correct. Do you mm-hmm. want different cities that have got the same initial that hosted the Summer Olympics, or do you want consecutive? Because none of them were consecutive with the same initial that I can think of. Were they? They were. There was that, four. That is the question. So there oh, are four consecutive games that started yeah, with the same letter. Well, John's oh. reaction went mm, when you said Melbourne mm. and Montreal. So that's mm. I would take they, that as they a positive reaction. Uh, they weren't consecutive though. So uh-huh. Melbourne was what fifty six, and yeah. Montreal was twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. But you might be onto something with an M. I'm thinking was Mexico was. Um, so Mexico was 68. Yeah. Montreal was 76. What became what 72. became in between those two? Munich. Munich, Munich is correct. Munich was 72. Yeah. Oh, 68. What was 82? No, 80. 80. What was 80? Oh, I should know 80. 80 was a controversial year in that... Uh, the United States and Moscow. I think exactly right. Moscow is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. So M job, is the letter. Yeah. Mexico in 68, Munich in 72, Montreal in 76, and Moscow in 80. Amazing. Yeah. Great job, Deirdre. So yeah, far very well apart, done. So far apart you don't tend to notice it, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the winter in the middle of it and that sort of throws you out again. Well, there you go. That one goes into the arsenal for dinner time conversation. Oh, good. I'm glad. The world, yeah. That that is a nice little bit of trivia. And on that note, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Deidre Campbell and Chris Miller. And we are up to question number six. 
what is the term for the study that theorises the shape of a human skull dictates mental faculties and character traits? Phenology. Oh, Deirdre. I know. Nicely done. I know. I'm sorry. I had to get in there and get one point for Deirdre. No, fair enough. Uh, that that uh, came straight out. Are you a? Do you practice phrenology? Are you familiar um, with the no, pseudoscience? I, no, no, I don't practice it, but I do worry about the bumps and gro- and and little things I have growing out of my head. But that's all right. No. <laughs> yeah, I just worry about my hairline going from oh, the front of my you, head to you my and shoulders. Me both. You and me both. Mate. <laughs> don't worry. They'll be it. able to diagnose you long distance, Chris, because they won't oh. even need to feel the bumps. They can just see them. <laughs> Thanks, Deirdre. Oh, any time, lad. <laughs> yes, the central notion of phrenology that measuring the contour of the skull can predict personality traits has obviously been discredited by empirical research and, as such, is considered a pseudoscience. Franz Joseph or Joseph Gall was a German neuroanatomist who is the father of phrenology. He believed that the bumps and uneven geography of the human skull were caused by pressure exerted from the brain underneath. And he divided the brain into sections that corresponded to certain behaviours and traits that he called fundamental faculties. Even though phrenology is now known to be incorrect and was barely believed in the 19th century when he conceived it, Gaul did set the groundwork for modern neuroscience by spreading the idea of functional localization within the brain. It just doesn't happen the way he theorised. Mm, wow. Yeah. It was all more internal than external. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's... there's. Yeah, just imagine trying to sort of diagnose somebody who had a horrendous forceps birth or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're there going, oh, I think you're a little bit offside on that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting, you know, to tie it back into the show that you guys are doing, it was used, well, it was tried to be used to diagnose criminals and criminal behaviour. So, mm. you know, people with certain uh, bumps on their heads were thought to be ha- have a propensity towards law-breaking and, mm. yeah, that kind of thing. It's always Darwinian, isn't it? You know, the shape of how we've evolved from the apes and everything and the shape of the cranium as well as the shape of the skeleton. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. Phrenology. All right, question number seven. Which actress links the characters Charlotte Flax, Joyce Byers and Joe March? Wow. Are any of those character names familiar to either of you? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm thinking. I mean, obviously... To me, Joe March is Little Women. Exactly right. And mm. and the thing, if you look at Little Women, how many different versions of that film have has well, well, many so absolutely helping, hasn't? It's not helping me. I need to know the other three. Yeah, you do. That's that's the one that. Uh, I mean, that's the one that's going to get you started, I reckon. Mm. But the first one, yeah. Charlotte Flax, is a film. And Joe March is also from a, from a, a film version yeah. of Little Little Women. Yeah, the nineteen ninety four version. That that's a little clue. Well, all mm. I was going to say. But Joyce Byers is from a TV show. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Do we do we get it? Do how many bongs do we get for an incorrect answer before we're thrown out of the competition? Oh, you, none. There's 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 no throwing anyone out oh, of the competition. It's not a Winona Ryder. Oh, that's who I was thinking. It just... is exactly Winona yeah. Ryder. Very <laughs> oh, well done. wow. Well done, Chris. Good. Well done. No, no, good on you, Deirdre. Wow. I was just that like as you were saying, I was like, who could that be? Winona she yeah. was monster monster back in the day. because yeah. um, I'm here thinking nineties, nineties again actors. But when you Winona said was I, monster. Yeah, when you yeah, when you said ninety two, it sort of was about mm. the only one I could think of that was gonna go mm. that way somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Put away, John. Thank well, you. That's, that's my job on this podcast. I, Great I give question. the question. I give the answers away. Was uh, one of those movies reality bites? No. Joyce no. Myers is from is the character that she plays on Stranger Things. Yeah, I was right. gonna TV, isn't it? And Charlotte Flax is from a oh, a nineties movie. I want to say or oh, late even late eighties movie. Heather's. No, no. Uh, keep going. You'll get it. I'm not a real oh. writer fan. I've got to say. Oh, no. um, um, Edward Scissorhands. No, <laughs> no, incorrect. It, it's from You're a wrong. film uh, in 1990. Oh, oh. what about a, a little hint? Yes, it also stars Christina Ricci. Oh, uh, Beetlejuice. Not Beetlejuice, no. Oh, what? Christina Ricci was in that though, wasn't she? Yeah. I don't think she was. I thought oh, Winona Ryder was. Adam Family. Yeah, she was in Oh, that's, Family. that's what I was thinking, right. Uh, this film also stars Cher. Oh, Mermaids. Um, Mermaids. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Nice obscure references, mate. Yeah, oh. pretty obscure. Pretty obscure. You're really getting us to try and think of, did I watch that back in my, like you've got my age group sort of thing. Oh, actually probably a bit older, <laughs> but, you know, younger than my age group, but, yeah. Wow. Nice. Mm. All right, question number eight. During his international cricket career, was former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan a spin or fast bowler? you got a 50-50 on that. Deirdre, Chris, Deirdre? are either of you oh, cricket, cricket fans? Imran, Imran Khan and and the twelfth man back in the day. Here comes half his hand missing in peanut butter jars. God, I, mean, <laughs> I went out with some of the West Indians back in the years in London. So, <laughs> um, no, I don't know that much. Tell me about that, Deirdre. Oh, I'm 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 I'm, I'm talking. Quite a long time ago. You don't have to say when. You, you can just. Uh... Uh, I, I, my then flatmate was an MD, and she was going out with one of the very well-known cricketers at the time. I won't say. And she was their, um, you know, their medic, their MD. When they oh, were... I see. Wow. I thought you meant managing director. I was wondering. Oh, sorry, that, no, uh... no, no. <laughs> no, she was their physician, the the team physician when they were in London. Wow. Yeah, it was in the, the, the Viv Richards type era. God, mm. I'm talking my age now. But there were some really lovely young boys in that. Was that that, was that the era of Bodyline? No, that's not <laughs> quite that. No, no. Gee, no. thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I meant for Imran Khan. Oh, no, not... Imran Khan. No, Bodyline's a bit. Old. No, yeah, Bodyline was. Uh, uh, Donald Bradman era. Donald Bra- yeah, Donald Bradman years. Uh, so kind of 30s. Um, and then okay. I'm going to say spin. I'm gonna. Well, you, okay, you say spin. You tell me why yeah. you say. Well, just because it's post body line, and uh, I can just see. I've got a feeling, run with throwing googlies and <laughs> legs or whatever. I just 
Uh, in Parliament, but yeah. <laughs> Most politicians. Yeah, gosh, do. poor poor Imran right now. He's oh. currently serving a three year sentence on corruption charges. Oh, oh that, true. He went from being the golden boy to ooh. Mm. To a lot of people, his supporters, he still is the golden boy. And, mm. yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I obviously don't know enough about Pakistan's politics to kind of weigh in either side, but it, it no matter which way you look at it, it kind of stinks a little bit. Mm, bit dodgy, bit whiffy. Yeah, but, yes, well, so you've said spin, Chris. Mm. Deirdre, why don't you say? Um, so, well, I was going to go fast bowler anyway because I'm, I was thinking the only one who really kept with the spin, and it was around the time, wasn't it, that all of our spin bowlers were competing against the other spin bowlers? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say spin just to be the anti Chris. No, no, y- you say fast if fast, he's saying fast, spin. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. exactly. Uh, and you, Deirdre, you're correct. Ah. Imran Khan was was a uh, was a pace bowler. He finished third at 139.7 kilometers per hour in a fast bowling contest in Perth in 1978, behind Jeff Thompson and Michael Holding, but ahead of Dennis Lilly. Across wow. his Test career, he played 88 matches and took 362 wickets including 23 five-wicket innings and six times bagging 10 wickets in a match. Wow. Well, yeah, John, you he... know why why he only got third? Um, it's because he put some spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's why. He was the innovator, Chris, of spin, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. He was uh, a spin Everybody fast was bowler. getting so sick of all the pace bowling. Yeah. yeah. He thought, what pace, happens if I just do this a little bit? Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. So, yeah, sorry, Chris, you uh, you bombed out on that one. Uh, I'll take the L. <laughs> All right, question number nine. Yep. Which long-running Australian quiz show will go into hiatus in 2024? Long-running mm. quiz show. Well, I'm just thinking Australian quiz show. Oh, it's long-running long, well, long long consecutive or could you call it long-running if it had a bit of a – bit of a hiatus. It's already had a hiatus. Uh, Well, no, I think this one, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure, but I think this is more or less the first time it's gone into hiatus. It has evolved. It was a kind of different version of this show Mm. previously. Uh, It's a big one. Is it on one of the major channels or... or, um you know, uh, or SBS and, and ABC. No, it is a uh, a network. Network. Yeah, but it's the ABC. Commercial network. Mm, oh, I see. Nice. I don't watch free-to-air TV. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a plug in the wall. You, I guarantee that you are aware of this show's existence. Oh, um, oh, the 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 one that's based in Melbourne with that Melbourne AFL person. <laughs> You're, you're spot on, Deirdre. Oh, wow. Go that Deirdre. Melbourne AFL person being? Eddie Maguire. Eddie Maguire, the... yes. Oh, and... it must be who? Oh, who wants to be wants... a millionaire? Well, it, <laughs> oh. that's that's the show that it evolved from. So it was Who oh. Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's now called, do you know? Millionaire. Yeah. Hot Seat. Exactly right. It's called Millionaire Hot Seat. Mm. And it is going into hiatus from next year. So wow. poor old Eddie doesn't have a job anymore. Oh, I Eddie. think he'll be all right. 
I, something tells me he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question. Here we go. Question number 10. Mianjin is the traditional name for which Australian state capital? Oh. God. Oh, wow. Neither of you were watching the FIFA Women's World Cup then? Oh. Uh- yeah, I did. I put I put five bucks on on England on England to beat Australia three How to one. How dare you? How yeah, dare you? That's well, I'm Australian. I bet it the other way. But my lawyer mate was there. I said, "As my lawyer, what do you reckon of this bet?" And he goes, "Well, what? It's only five bucks each each way. Put it on England to do the same." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Uh, no, go Matildas. The engine. Where did they play the game in Sydney? Oh, you know the answer, Didri. No, I'm just saying. Oh. If you were watching the game, and the question is, yeah, but there there were lots of games. Across oh, I know, the, I know. But he was talking about that one. I would, I would have gone. As I said, we don't get penalised, do we? I'm going to go Brisbane. And I was thinking Adelaide. Okay, you can lock either or both of those answers in if you like. Yeah, well, I've only got a one in what one in seven guess, so it's the first one that came to mind. I'll stick with my my instinct. Stay with Adelaide. Stay with Adelaide then. Well, yeah. I'm afraid that it's Brisbane. Ah! Yeah, Mianjin <laughs> is the traditional name of Brisbane. It's uh, the name of a point in the river, which means the spearhead in Yagara, terrible country, and is the spike of land on which Brisbane now sits. I'm going oh, wow. to so much trouble. You're going to get into so much trouble? Yeah. What? Uh, just for my work contacts, uh, yeah, it's all about language and it's all about oh. and it's all about everything else. I'm going to be in so much <laughs> trouble. Well, sorry, sorry to get you into trouble, Deirdre. Coffee on me for the next week and a half. What is, what is this work? Does it take place in Brisbane? No, no. I work with um, one of the Aboriginal directorates in New South Wales government. Oh, I see. But you got it, but you got it right, Deirdre. And yeah, you did get it right. But I backed off because I thought you might have researched it last night in your sleep and so you might be you might have known it better than I did. Yeah. Well, thank you Deirdre. Thank thank you Chris. It's been a pleasure to meet you and thank you for doing the quiz. You, I think you did really well. I don't think Oh, I'm stoked. Badly because some yeah. we're, we're a diverse couple, put it that way. Yes. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it, you're either right or you learn. That's a very nice way to. That is a great way of looking at it. I reckon mm. you're right and or you learn. Yeah. Thanks, and I'm very, very grateful to be part of it. I've, this has made my day. In oh, well, that makes me happy. Now, <laughs> <Good>. you're both <laughs> in the show Razor Gang Wars, which starts on Thursday, the 31st of August, and runs to Saturday, the 16th of September, in the crypt of the uh, beneath St James Church in Sydney. And people can get their tickets to see that show by going to deadhouse.com.au. Yeah. And I think we can put a shout out to your listeners for for um, putting up with us. We'll give you a 20% discount with the discount code DH4TEAM. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. I think so. And if, <laughs> if Chris says anything to me, I'll point to you, Chris. But no. Definitely. Yeah, sure. You can You can blame me. No, definitely. Can I put a, a shout-out as well? Yeah, John? please do. Just um, if you like the sound of my voice, I've got an audio book platform, bookclubaudio.com. Love you to check it out. And um, 
for any uh, anyone that goes in there, I'll give you a 50% discount. I'll, I'll put a uh, discount code in right now, the Saturday quiz, and that'll give you a 50% discount on any of the audiobook titles. Incredible. Well, th- thanks, Chris. Thanks, my Deirdre. Pleasure. Oh, thank you. I can only offer my love. <laughs> that's, my all, love that's all we need anyway. Thank you. Thanks so, so much, John. I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thanks to all of you who keep coming back week after week to get your quiz fix. Thank you to my guests this week, Deirdre Campbell and Chris Miller. If you're in Sydney, go and see The Razor Gang Wars. It sounds fascinating. Thank you to Cindy McDonald for supplying me with the quiz every week. This podcast was recorded in Nam on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.